All right, and welcome, welcome everybody to the TSG Live Talking Trains show. I'm John, your normal host, and I have a special co-host sitting next to me here. Uh, this is Tony Cook. Hello, everybody. If you're the normal host, is that I'm the abnormal host, like the yeah. Frankenstein brain? Yes, I always try to find <laughs> great people to join me on the show. Well, congratulations. I think you've, you've raised the bar tonight. <laughs> I'm sorry. I should say I'm the regular host. I don't know. People That's know fine. Yeah, That's people, good. You know? Yeah. People know what I mean, I hope. <laughs> the people who watch know anyway. Well, it's exciting to be on. I've watched the show many a times. So, yes. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you for agreeing to uh, join me here this month. I really appreciate that. And for the people who don't know who you are, maybe a little introduction would be in order. Uh, Tony Cook, and I am the editor of Model Railroad News that I produce for White River Productions, and it's 100 pages of new products and product reviews uh, each month, and uh, I, I think a lot of people are familiar with it. I also do Diesel Era, which White River Productions acquired, it's been a couple years ago, which doesn't seem like it, that as I start looking, it's like, wow, we've got, we've been doing that for a couple years now. So Diesel Era is done quarterly, and you know, it's on prototype railroading. And then I'm also the editor on HO Collector that we're moving from a quarterly to an annual beginning next year. So all that good stuff. And then I do modeltrainresource.com, which is kind of my site where I've got a YouTube channel and unbox new products and do just short brief reviews to kind of just show here's what's in the box and here's some of the things that something does. So not a full review like a lot of the other channels do, but just a quick, quick look and mm. always cool. done train stuff, trains yeah. of... Yeah, since since I was crawling or walking. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds a lot like the product spotlights that I tend to put out about yeah. once a week. I watch those too. I always catch your, is it Friday or when, yeah, I, I, I always see those. I enjoy those. And I, I do shorter than that. You go even a little more in depth. I basically just show here it is. Here's what you get if you buy it. So, yeah. Yeah. One of the things I like doing, uh, uh, doing those, one of the things I like about it is that they're, you know, they're unscripted, honest reactions. Mm -hmm. like when I open it up, I may see something and think, oh, you know, it doesn't have the SP light package for just for example, but I don't go, oh, well, this <laughs> it's like, yeah. this is what you get. And right. people can see that and decide what they think. So and that's the same thing. As I say, this is the first time I'm seeing it just as you're seeing it too. So I'm trying to figure out what is this and they gave me this little bag of what? Oh, I know what these are. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's part of the fun. Most of the time, I don't know what, what's in the bag, but I show people what it, here it is, I, you know, whatever. I, and, you know, I say that to manufacturers all the time when I send them the email of, hey, I'm reviewing this, and I figured out four of the five items. What are these two things? I can't find it on the exploded parts, and where do they go? And it amazes me at times when the manufacturers say, let us check and we'll get back to you. Right. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, if you're going to put them in there, let us know what they are. Did That's I me. hear, am I hearing correctly, this is your birthday? You might have heard something about that. I, I, I did hear that. So I, I have a birthday gift for everyone watching. Uh oh You can get 40% off a year of Model Railroad News if you go to shop.whiteriverproductions.com and TSG10 is the code to put in. And so oh. that is my birthday gift. I guess actually to all your viewers, I didn't get you anything. But okay. everyone watching your show that TSG10 at shop.whiteriverproductions.com will give them a discount on a year of Model Railroad News. I need cool. to type all that in so I can post it into the comments. <laughs> anyway, there you go. 
and happy birthday. Thank you. So TSG10 at whiteriverproductions.com. Go to shop.whiteriverproductions.com. And when you log in and you pick out, you know, the subscription for a year, you'll get 40% off the cover price uh, approximately by putting in TSG10. So TSG10 uh, well, in, in, in the coupon code. That's really wonderful. Thank you. So everybody go to TSG, I mean, to White River Shop. Dot. Dot whiteriverproduction.com yep i see i'm a little slow on the update here maybe it's getting it's because i'm getting old that's why you're 40 something yeah okay yeah, 49 with experience now so yeah it's Got all it. in how you spin it there you go yeah a few years of experience you know how it is so now um you know it's it's interesting uh, we we're not here to talk about all this wonderful stuff we're here to talk about podcasts Mm -hmm. so why don't i bring on our guests seems we, like you can do that right and we'll have them talk about themselves what do you think of that that sounds good i know i know most all these folks i believe all right well let's do that then i'll do it in alphabetical order here we go so we have three guests today and we're going to talk about model railroad and or train podcasts so why don't we go around the table here? Uh, according to my screen, it looks like Ray Arnott is first, then we'll go to Thomas, and then Andy. Has, somehow, Andy, I put you in order, and then it put you last as I'm looking. <laughs> <laughs> well, here. he he is the second section. So right yeah. here, let's let's make him. There we go. Now there. he's the second section. <laughs> I'm going across and yeah. then down like the way we. Oh, make. okay. <laughs> so Ray, it's all yours. Why don't you talk about your podcast, who you are, or what you do? Well, good evening, everybody. Uh, glad to be here and uh, in a room of great folks. And again, happy birthday, John. That's that's phenomenal. It, uh, we landed on your birthday and get to spend it with you. Um, I'm the host of Around the Layout podcast. We're a weekly one-on-one -on -one interview podcast where we talk to model railroaders from around the globe and uh, get to hear their stories. It's uh, a lot of the why of their model railroading that we get to learn. And then in addition, the guy that's my neighbor that way, there we go, put the camera around, uh, Tony Cook and I do a monthly uh, podcast called What's Happening in Model Railroading, where we talk to newsmakers uh, in the hobby from manufacturers and hobby shop owners and a whole lot more. And then we get to talk about the latest uh, news that is happening in the hobby as well, including new product releases, et cetera. So uh, that's, that's about around of it about around the layout cool i guess you're next andy all right i'm andy dorsch from the second section podcast um and i'm one of the co-hosts my co-host mike ostertag and i do a i'd say every other week uh, we do a live stream on youtube um where we talk about various topics in the hobby um and we do a little bit of news and stuff like that, but lately we've been getting a lot of great guests that have been sharing their layouts with us. And we also, um, one of our more recent uh, shows, we had um, Bob Frischella do Rail Fanning of St. Louis. So we cover topics, not only just uh, model railroading, um, but we also cover the, the rail fan and, and, and railroad aspect. Um, and we have marathon sessions. Our live streams tend to go... Uh, anywhere between two to, to three hours long. 
Um, and then we also do a little bit of side content too with shorts and uh, a handful of other one-off videos on, on the channel. So yeah, every other Tuesday, 8 p.m. Central Time. Very good. And by the way, I should mention before we go to Tom here, I've put links to all three of these folks' podcasts in the uh, description of this video. So if you sound like you're interested in any of them, if you haven't watched them before, I've actually watched or listened to all of them at some point. So just to make it easy. And was that it, Andy? I'm, I jumped in yeah. there. It sounded like you no. put a period at the end of your sentence. I did. And, and I'm Midwest awkward too. So um, yeah, you, you kick it right over to Tom. Okay. Kicking Tom now. Yes. <laughs> well, hello everyone. Happy birthday, John. Uh, I'm Thomas Gazier from the Twin Cities Division. I am the co-host of the Crossing Gate podcast. And our podcast is a group of modelers that we get together and discuss a certain topic. It started from, let's say, after an operation session or after a show. And it, we focus on the social aspect of the hobby. And we have up to six or so people on and pick a fun topic that hopefully everyone can relate to in the hobby world. And uh, we decide to put it out there. I'm glad they're, glad they're still volunteering to talk to me. So, <laughs> yeah, I think yours, Tom, might might be the first one that I became aware of because I had Mike Jordan on my channel two or three years ago to talk about his produce broker, and I was just really fascinated by it. And he had mentioned that he was on it, and I listened to a few of them because I knew him, and I I actually found myself listening to it a, a few times, which is a really unusual for me because I just just don't have time to listen to everybody's <laughs> stuff. So, yeah. yeah, so thanks for everybody. Thanks for uh, joining us here. And we want to talk about, you know, what are podcasts and what value do podcasts bring to the listener or viewer? And I, again, we can go around and just start our discussion that way. But I also want to throw this out to the audience as well in the form of a question like, why do you listen or watch listen to or watch podcasts i'm very curious to hear what our viewers think about that and that will also probably provide some stuff that we can discuss so uh, you guys can take it out whatever order you want it in i think there's a podcaster here who didn't introduce their podcast oh tony you no. have a podcast oh me a, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I mean, we're on my channel, so I assume people yeah. watching my channel. I think it's important for the conversation. Okay. I, I appreciate that, Ray. Yeah. I, you know, I'm so bad at self-promotion. I need to get better at that. So uh, people who watch will know. People who don't watch aren't watching, so they won't. But um, I've been doing my uh, podcast, the TSG Multimedia Podcast, since 2010 which I think, I don't know for sure, but I think that makes it the longest continuously running monthly podcast out there, train-related. Uh, I don't know that. I've, I've never heard of another one that's been going longer, so uh, I've been saying that it's the longest one in the galaxy. And people who know me, they'll know that's my humor. You know, I'm, For example, I'm sitting in the TSG Intergalactic Headquarters as I speak. So, <laughs> what, so yeah. what 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 made you start? What I mean, again, as you say, you were back there before there were many different ones. So, what was the hey? You know what I think I should do? <clears throat> you know, like I started my websites in two thousand for because I was looking for information on old trains. 
Like really nobody has a website on AHM or Tyco or old Atherin blue box. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, I'm going to start one and boom that, you know, got, that's why. So what got you started doing what you're doing? You know, well, I've had the, the YouTube channel and I've started off in 2005, actually producing DVDs. I don't know if you guys know that. Uh, but, uh, in 2005, I produced my first ever train related DVD that was about, or actually VHS tape too, that was about Caltrain, which is my uh, local commute here in the Bay Area in California. And uh, I believe if, if I remember right, I mean, we're going back, you know, 13 or 14 years here. I think it had mostly to do with just talking about general stuff like video production, uh, interesting things about filming trains, just, you know, talk about what kind of projects I'm working on and that kind of thing. I've always used my podcast, uh, generally speaking, as a way to share cool things that I've been doing so that the people who follow what I do know what to expect in the coming months. And sometime in, you know, the 2010 the year of 2010, I combined my audio podcast and my video podcast and they became the same thing. So if you listen to the audio audio podcast in the car, you know, using Apple podcasts or, you know, whatever podcast platform you get your podcasts from, and then you go watch the video, it's going to sound awfully familiar because it's the same thing. Hmm. And uh, I, I kind of like the video podcast because it's kind of like a magazine for people to to see a lot of different stuff because i do a lot of different stuff i'm not strictly on model railroading right. i do a lot of prototype stuff or I'll, I'll go like i'll go up to uh, niles canyon and document the restoration of a 260 that there were a, a prototype 260 that they're fixing up and restoring there and i'll show stuff like you know pounding the tires off of the wheel sets with you know with a ring of fire and all that so it's a lot of uh just I guess railroad um, and model railroading and also historic preservation related content. And I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's what I find interesting and I, I share it. So people know what's coming up. That was probably a really long answer for a simple question. Sorry. They're always, they're fun trips though. It is like going rail fanning or, Hey, let's go see or do this, that it's fun to watch your videos for that, that you do feel like, well, I went out to this museum or went to see this person's model railroad or, that it that's a fun thing and that to me what all the podcasts do is bring that to us i know as a little kid my dad was into trains but i didn't know any other kids i was from a small town in illinois so i didn't know anybody else that was really into model trains or rail fanning like i was and always wished i had that so i think of well like andy's son henry has grown up in this world of he knows all kinds of people that are into trains whereas you know, I, I really didn't as a little kid. And that would that would have been such a neat thing, especially as a teenager and getting older, of having people that were into trains. So the podcasts and social media, all that has really connected a lot of us together that otherwise would have been. I'm sure there's other people out there, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's interesting, too, that you, you mentioned that, Tony, about bringing people together. Um, one of the really cool things I've found throughout, you know, the years of doing what I do is, is the, it's the people. I mean, it, 
I really have always enjoyed meeting interesting people or nice people. And I have made so many friends just going to make videos about what they do. And these are friends and even supporters now on Patreon that I didn't even know them before. And so, yeah, it is, it's interesting. And I do think that at least one of the things that I enjoy doing is bringing people together where if I know you would benefit from talking to, you know, you know one of these guys, but you don't know each other, I would send you and that person an email saying, Hey, you should meet this person. And they become friends too. It's one of the great things about what we do. So yeah, that's, yeah, I see what you're saying. And that's, I think Ray's podcast, especially that behind the scenes, or it's somebody talking about their hobby, why they got into the hobby. And at least from my end, because I'm into products and collecting and all that, I always enjoy, like he said, Matt Stern from Bachman and Jim Wigan from Athern. It's fun to see these guys that we know they're in the industry, but is it just a job? Is it just something they do? Or are they into trains as well? And so that I always find fun. And Ray, it, it's great how Ray's podcast is really that behind the scenes of you get, I, I, once you've listened to, you know, the whole show, I feel like I know this person, I know why they got interested in this. I know why this is their thing to do with model trains. And it's really awesome. It adds so much more to when I see Facebook posts or their travel, like, Oh yeah, that's that one guy. And he does this cause he grew up around this railroad that it's just a really well, a well put together approach that I think Ray has to around the layout. No, I appreciate that, Tony. It's it's really in a, it, it, my natural inquisitiveness when I start to see and I start to ask that why question, and it kind of bleeds through, obviously, in the podcast as I get to know folks and the the underlying stuff. I I, I go to layouts, and you know, maybe some people on you know, how did you build that? How you do that? And I ask the why questions or the you know the the ones that maybe like I'll give an example. The first time I ever went to Don Iris's layout in Rhode Island. My question wasn't how'd you build this or that. It's like, how did you convince your wife to give you so much room, <laughs> right? And you know, and that's those are the questions that that's interests me. Like, why did you decide to do this? Why did you, you know, what 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 propelled you forward to with you know where was the motivation for all this? So that that's an inquisitiveness I have, and I think it's a really enjoyable part of it. It, it really stems back to the Lance Minheim theory of you got to know your why, and. I, I love that. And when he said that, it was like you know, a man after my own heart. It was it was really something I could I could uh, connect with. And 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 therefore, the, the podcast was born and getting to know people, whether they be manufacturers or even just the, the, the person that may have never got on the cover of Model Railroad or RMC or any of the other magazines they're, uh, they're They still have a very interesting story to share for sure. Yeah, there's a lot of them, too. Oh, uh, and and continuing I, the, the yeah. list continues to grow of they say 350,000 model railroaders in the in the United States I think that number is underestimated hmm. and I think that uh it's amazing how you just keep finding them and more and more people and some fabulous stories people ones that you can relate to and then ones that t tell you things you've never heard before so it's been a lot of fun doing it that's for sure I think we're waiting for someone else down down at the bottom row to talk. Down at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll I'll jump in. I think um, to kind of maybe follow the the theme of the why. 
um, that, that like Mike and I started our podcast um, with the second section was Mike and I have this common passion where we want to, you know, help model railroaders become better and um, and give them inspiration and um, essentially, you know, help them along their journey because when we were getting started and it was kind of kind of touching on what what Tony was talking about, we didn't really have a lot of resources available in terms of mentorship or, um, you know, just, a, I guess, an outpouring of information that, you know, we could, you know, essentially harness and then make our model railroading skills better. So one of the one of the big things that we try to do is, um, you know, we, we like to bring in other people and, and Ray and I have always joked about this is that Ray talks about the why we talk about the what. And so, you know, we, we bring in like, for example, we had Mark Herrick on our show last night talking about his beautiful BNSF layout and having him describe what is his layout, what were the steps that he took to build this beautiful railroad that operates, you know, you know, he's had over 80 operating sessions on it. And we like to give out that information to our audience that, you know, they can they can take the the little tips and the little, you know, bits and bytes of information. And say, oh, okay, so that's how we do that, or that's how we, you know, painted this locomotive or weathered that, or that's how we set up this DCC system. And then one of the other aspects that we really like to bring to inspire is Mike and his ability to tie you know, being a, a locomotive engineer for the Canadian National, being able to tie that prototype in and and give inspiration to, to you know, how can we apply that to our models? And he really gives that, that sense of realism, that authority um, behind the content that we make. So typically, you know, like that's that's our whole goal is to, our why is to help help the modelers that may not have all the resources get information to become better modelers and of course inspire you know we want to we want to perpetuate the hobby because we love it so much and the work and the workbench thing i know you guys do the, the and it <laughs> seems funny but no and like i contributed to what's on your workbench and of course my workbench as you see behind me because of the magazine stuff a lot of times i have nothing on there because i might be using i've got a light box but so yeah all these guys with all their intricate stuff and all this, you know, tools, everything. And then my picture was, I think just like the Rapido U 25s sitting on a white. And it's like, Oh, I've missed the point completely of what this is. I don't even have any taco sauce sitting out that. Yeah. So I am, I'm working on it. I'm trying to improve this situation. Yeah. And I mean, we can, we can, if, if you watch our, our older episodes, we give, we give tips and, and pointers on how to improve your workbench situation. So, you know, where you can add taco sauce or um, some of the other, um, I guess you could say inside jokes that we have on our show, but it's, that's the other thing that we want to make it fun. We want to have a, a good community. Um, and we're, we're very fortunate with our audience that they play right into it. And, you know, they're, they're just fantastic. It's, you know, we do it for them. And, you know, and again, like I said, that workbench thing, it's funny, but as I sat watching that, the last one you had after Bob's slideshow, there were a handful of things. I'm like, oh, I got to remember that. 
that one mm-hmm. where the guy had the sponge. And I've seen that before where you cut the stuff out to hold like, you know, your Solvacet or Microsol, you know, and the, yeah. somebody had done something with those and I can't remember what they did. I'm like, ah, that's that, but look how he did this. That's smart. So again, just looking at somebody's workbench, you come away with, I got to remember that I got to go home and cut up a piece of styrofoam. Cause that's a real right. helper. Yeah. This little bottle seems to be the tippiest little bottle yeah. in the world, isn't yeah. it? It just somehow seems to find itself horizontal. It defies yeah. the laws of physics. All the center of gravity is in the top. Yeah. And it just... Yeah. <laughs> yep. right, right over. over. You know, I think if you looked at it under a microscope, it's actually, you know... It <laughs> probably <laughs> is. Let's let, We can examine. Uh, Let's look at it. The Microsol illusion. I think, yeah. I think there's a new sponsor for my podcast. Um, <laughs> but, probably, you know, and, Andy and those guys put up great points. I think, like, Ray does the why. And Andy said the what, I think the crossing gate is we bring the experience, right? I think that we try and resonate with other modelers, you know, who value the social aspect of the hobby, who feel like they, they want to feel included. Everybody wants to feel included. And you want to be feel included in a small group. And I think our discussions over, you know, grain elevators or car cards or, you know, DCC, you know, these specific topics make you feel included and make you feel the experience. You know, I think some of our most popular shows are don't build a large home layout. <laughs> and we yeah. bring in people who tell you, tell you, uh, you know, what they've done with actual done with a large home layout or with a helix or whatever, things like that. So, you know, I agree with that, the why, the what in the experience. And uh, I do want to apologize for the taco sauce. So that's, that goes back to me and William Sampson, if yep. you guys don't know that. So. Yeah, we, <laughs> we should. We, yeah. we giggle every time someone says that, and I've had people talk to me, hey, do you got tacos? I'm like, I, I invented it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, and no, what I mean, is that for the people that don't know that? Because as I watch that, I, I use now, like on Andy and Mike's show, guys will put the packets or the uh, ta- ta- tell us for the uneducated, what in the world does taco sauce have to do with model railroading? So William Sampson has the Sue the Milwaukee Road channel. Mm. He has two of them. Wonderful. He's a graphic artist, does fabulous editing, and he's always showing you how he does things with a bit of humor. And he always used this panel line wash, Tamaya, 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 mm. panel line wash. And he does voiceovers. You know, he was putting on a boxcar, this and this, and one of the voiceovers says, he uses it on everything. He probably puts it on his tacos, <laughs> right? So then I made this video doing panel line wash. And, you know, and I said, well, I got this from William. You know, he probably puts it on his tacos. And all of a sudden, I went up and I made a taco. You know, it didn't have it on it, but I had the bottle. And I ate this taco. And I was, it's not bad. You know, so, so that, you know, there I am eating this taco. And so between his, his voiceovers and me eating that taco, it's taken on a life of its own the stuff of legend now yeah, yeah. Just, this is really making me wish that i had more time to watch these things that, <laughs> yeah that, that kind of humor is right up my alley the the sue the milwaukee yeah. road channel is the highly recommended it's yes. very good for yeah. me and everybody yes, it else is. it's so well done yeah. and uh, yeah i don't i don't think i've seen that one before i you know it's interesting i, I want to go back to something that that andy said because andy you touched on something that i actually tell people quite often which is about inspiring others 
Uh, for those of you who know, I do a lot of layout tour videos. Those are like mm -hmm. the mainstay of my channel. I think I've actually become known for the layout tours uh, when it comes to these video productions. And I've approached people about doing layout tours or they've approached me with the conversation happens and they will say things like, well, I want to wait until I have more of it done or, you know, that kind of thing. I'm not really ready yet because I have an area that I, that's not finished. And I tell them all the time, it's like, you know, the unfinished areas are just as interesting to many people because if they hear what your plans are, they might look at that and be inspired to do the same kind of thing with their own unfinished area because everybody who has a layout, well, not everybody, we'll say 90 some odd percent of the people who have layouts have unfinished areas and providing those people with inspiration means a lot to me. And I've actually had people comment and say, I did this because of your video, whatever that is, you know, like another one that might uh, ring with you guys or echo with you guys is the SD40-2 build that I did over the course of three years with the guy that I was doing the videos with before, who is a very, very talented uh, plastic model railroader. Uh, he super detailed this, I think it was an Atherin blue box or a Kato or something that was not really detailed, super detailed it with all these, uh, detail part brass and other detail parts and i've had a lot of comments from people about that it's like I, that really inspired me to do and it's like that's why we do it mm -hmm. uh, that, that was a big thing that just that just you know grabbed my attention i i should have you know people get inspired by things that you don't expect them to get inspired by quite often so i think it's important to, like for us as people who share this content with people to have an open mind about that. I mean, I've heard of people coming in to do a layout video, for example, and say, we need this shot, this shot, this shot, and this shot, and this is what the narration should be talking about. Whereas I'm always like, well, tell me about it. And someone will say something and I'll hear it. And I'm just like, oh, you, that's something that will probably inspire people. We need to have you talk about that. And sh I'll show pictures if you have them of how you built it, you know, just as an example. So I think that inspiration thing is a huge uh, and something that's that's worth focusing on. And you never know what I'm always like when I if I'm putting together a review, whether I'm writing the review for Model Railroad News or it's something that's been submitted, I'll think, oh, this might surprise somebody or this is an interesting thing. But then when I get emails or letters after, I'm always surprised by this was something that somebody noticed that maybe I missed or this hit them is more important and i thought this was more so everybody has a different take on things and different takeaways but again you get all that there's so much i get from the feedback end of it and same with like ho collector and collecting old trains it's always fun to have somebody say yes i had this and have you ever seen this i never knew but now after reading your article i figured out this must be part of this group and just kind of putting all those puzzle pieces together a lot of it's very gratifying to see that and be part of that to to know that this made somebody's hobby more enjoyable or they figured something out that wow i didn't know that thanks for sharing that and and same you know reverse i get the same thing i i learned so much stuff yeah another thing that's kind of cool is tips and tricks right there are a lot of tips and tricks and nobody <clears> comes <throat> into any hobby knowing that stuff and uh i've learned some stuff and i don't even remember where i picked it up from and i'll share it and people are like oh my god that's such a great idea 
Like, yeah, I mean, that's what I thought. That's why I shared it. You know, mm -hmm. I yeah. stole it from someone else. You know, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I started I to coin a phrase on the podcast, which was, "They don't put Master Model Railroader on anybody's birth certificate." <laughs> you know, <it's, laughs> yeah. you, you everybody starts at the mm -hmm. same spot and begins to learn the hobby and. Uh, I think that, you know, whatever media you're getting it from, whether it's a video podcast, audio podcast, YouTube channels, magazines, whatnot, it, it, it's so important to be able to share all that information out. And that's really kind of the purpose is, you know, whether you're taking it from my angle or Tom's and the, the, the Crossing Gates angle or Andy and Mike and their angle uh, and even John. And I think it's really neat to see there's four podcasts on here that take four different angles at this hobby. John, you're like the video journal. Andy and Mike are the how guys. Tom, you guys are, the like you said, the experience and the debate guys. Because you guys will have a lively debate and throw ideas back and forth. So it's really that nice roundtable that you get a variety of different information from. And then me with the why. So, again, it, it's really great to be able to have multiple different approaches. You, can, you don't have to listen to just one approach. You can try to learn your own way through four or five or now in, in the golden era that we're in a multitude of different ways of, of learning and getting uh, information on the hobby. Would you guys, would you guys all agree that scale doesn't, I don't think I get that feedback from model Railroad news. And I think from the podcast you guys do, I think regardless of scale and even at sometimes whether you're into prototype rail fanning more than model trains or vice versa, it's, I think there's something to be gained out of all of this kind of information that's like, well, I'm an in-scale person, so I don't listen to, you know, I mean, again, there's, and I, it, I, I get that from model or news or somebody will say, well, I'm in scale or I do this, but I always read all the reviews because I'm interested in what you say about the prototype and, and I feel like the podcasts are that way, that there's podcasts I tune into and the person may be an in-scale person or this, that, or the way. It's like, well, that's not my exact thing or I'm not into narrow gauge steam as much as, you know, diesel era stuff. But I think that there, you just, you kind of gain that stuff or gain that knowledge or find things out that it's like, well, that was interesting. That wasn't my area of real interest, but now I'd like to pursue a little more and find out more about that. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't, I think scale if it hinders you, it, that's that's on you. I think I've learned more from the military modelers about painting oh. and weathering than I have from the model rotors. And going back to John, where you, know, you talked about passing on ideas. You know, I like Ray's line. The one I always use is, if you steal my idea, you've stolen twice. Because I learned it from somebody <laughs> from Tony. You learned it from, you know, from the White River guys and you know, I'm just telling you what I learned. And I think that's the cool part about this hobby is I have yet to meet anybody who has secrets that they're not going to share. Yeah. Really, you know, yeah. really. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's yeah. the, that, that's the one thing that, that we're really fortunate with is that, you know, everyone's forthcoming with the information, right? So we've had, uh, you know, a couple of guests on the show that like Ralph Franzetti, you know, who he's, you know, one of the, one of the better, you know, locomotive and rolling stock you know weathering people out there and he's telling you know our audience not only the fundamentals and the basics but those advanced tips you know that only ralph would know right and um <clears throat> you know it's we're we're lucky that we have such a community that we're all willing to share and and put that information out there 
And like I was just I was just gonna comment uh, before Ray jumped in is that you know half half of my motivation for doing the podcast is so that I can bring people on the show so I can learn more, so I can steal it twice from Tom, you know. And that's <laughs> and that's the and that's the one of the big you know big uh, motivators for me to keep going is that I I am always thirsty for for more knowledge about this hobby, and everyone else is just willing to you know, essentially, you know, share it with me. So I, it's, I get to win um, just by having people on the show. I think that's a great point. You know, it's funny, Andy, this is another one of these things that really resonates with me. Uh, I've had people, uh, one, one, let me tell you a kind of an anecdote. Hopefully you guys will get, get something good from this. So about eight years ago, something like that, five or eight years ago, some number of years ago or in that range, I wanted to do a model railroading 101 video, you know, those introductory things about operations. And I was actually new to it. I hadn't really heard of operations before. I was like, oh, people actually operate trains like the real thing. I didn't know that. So I had made friends with a whole bunch of the, my local guys here. I'm guessing you guys probably know all of them. And I sent out an email to about 20 or 25 people saying, hey, I want to make this video about operations. And would you be willing to present something that you like about operations on it? Because I don't know. I know I'm not an expert on this and I want to get some experts in. And one of the guys, I think, misunderstood me, misunderstood me and wrote back saying, what you need to do is go start operating. And then in about five years, when you know more about it, you should make a video. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. I, if I approach every project like that, I'm mm. going to be dead before I get to have the <laughs> So it's so fulfilling to learn from people who know so much more than you do about whatever the topic is. And I've got to tell you, after I've done a how-to or an explainer video about whatever it is, I know so much more because I've gone through and edited. I like I have to really hear stuff over and over before it sticks. I don't know if it's getting old or I just have bad memory or what. But the old, the longer it goes on, I think my hard drive is full up here, and I just can't, <laughs> re just can't remember anything. So, yeah. having someone explain something and here's how you do it, and I videotape the whole thing, and then I see it again a bunch of times when I edit the thing. I'm like, oh, so this I can do this, right. and I've actually done like DCC installs and lighting and weathering and mm. all this fun stuff based on that experience of seeing how it's done and understanding how the you know like with weathering how the material interacts with your canvas and such, and so there's something to be said about bringing those people in and bringing those people on like we're talking about uh, because yeah you're going to share stuff with your audience but you're also going to learn a lot from them as well and so that's yeah definitely resonates with me i think the message through all of the podcasts is that is exactly that the the you can do it too and whether you're a guest on the podcast or a participant or whatnot on any of the podcasts uh within the model railroading community they're obviously what people willing to come on and share something and they that really highlights the great part of our hobby it, it you will find more times than not the person that's willing to teach and show somebody and, and and bring them along to raise them up and that goes across the entire hobby because the model railroading is a huge umbrella in my mind 
right? And it really kind of almost includes rail fanning is kind of on the outside edge of that umbrella, but still within the umbrella. And you find so many great things within under that umbrella, and it's still the same attitudes. If you, of course, there's always going to be the one, a few, but the vast majority of the people that I've run into and the, certainly the people I put energy into and want to deal with are the ones that say, I did this. Let me show you how I did it. Mm-hmm. And, and like you said, they probably learned it and likely learned it from something somebody else. They didn't reinvent the wheel. They just figured out, you know, learned it from somebody, but they want to lift you. And the same thing happens. The thing is the same thing for everybody in this room. You know, I want to see as a podcaster, Andy do well and Tom do well in the second section and crossing gate and even even the other yeah, ones that yeah. we're not mentioning. It's uh-huh. just it, it's all a lift. It's, you know, Andy has learned not to take audio advice from me anymore because once he does that, he kicks himself <laughs> off his podcast. But, <laughs> I, you know, and, and Tom and I have had conversations on mics and audio and we, we've shared and and it's it's not just. It's the spirit of model railroading. It really is. And and I think that uh, it trickles through all of the uh, different compartments that exist under model railroading. Yeah. When, when we lift all, you know, when we lift each other up, you know, not only do we all win, but the hobby wins, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and that trickle, you know, that, that enthusiasm that, that we, you know, share for the hobby, you know, or share for each other's, you know, activities in the hobby, that's, that's infectious, right? And, and people see that and that, that spreads, that spreads the, 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 in the sphere of model railroading, right? So, you know, the, the, the vendors get an impact, the clubs get an impact, you know, you know, this is a positive hobby. This is a positive, um, you know, activity that you can share with your friends and it just, you know, everybody wins, uh, when, you know, we just lift each other up like that and share, right? And I like, like John talked about the unfinished layouts. And I think one of the truths that no one talks about, and I, but I try and preach this and beat into people's head is that everybody wants to see at least a section of your layout unfinished. And even at like the RPM meets that we, like the modelers retreat we have up here in the Twin Cities is excellent. And people say, my stuff's not done. I said, bring that. We want to see that, you know. You know, if Tony brought something, if he brought, well, here's the here's the design. It's not painted yet. We would love to see it. I want to see how you made that gondola, exactly, how you yeah. did this. Yeah. That's you know, I I appreciate that beautifully painted New Haven baggage car, but if you had it there scratch built and all its styrene glory, I'd be all over that thing. Mm-hmm. With it. <laughs> and I think that's where, like John, but people, oh my layout's not pretty enough. It can't be on the cover. And it's like that's not the point. People right. want to see you know, your, your nice track work. They want to see it before ballast and things like that. And I think sharing that is important. And I like that, John, you still push through with that. And I like that the, everybody else kind of does it in the hobby as well. Tom, you're, you're absolutely. And I hit dead on what you said in a, in a recent podcast. And I'm sorry, I can't remember who I was saying it to, but we were talking about unfinished layouts and I used the term autopsy. It's like an <laughs> autopsy before your eyes, right? It's yeah. it's cut open so that you can see it. Like if you can see somebody who is is doing mountain work and all they've got is is the lattice laid out, you get to see it. There's the autopsy. There's the rib cage and the skin's peeled back mm-hmm. and you can look inside and, and and there's so much more. In fact, again, you can almost like you said learn more from that unfinished than you can yep. finished at times seems to be overwhelming for people. Right, you walk into a complete 100% finished layout, and it's 
and it's taken back. But if you get to go over to see, wait, wait a minute, that, that, that's the trick. That's, that's mm-hmm. how they make, that's how they pull the rabbit out of the hat. That's, that's it right there. Oh, I can do that. I can put lattice together and lay plaster cloth and I can do this and that. It, 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 that's, that's exactly it. And that's the inspiration that keeps people going, keeps them from hitting that overwhelm. I can't do it. Analysis paralysis and fixes all that and brings them down to listen, you know, and what I love about my podcast, the why it really gets to know the person. And then you go, yeah, I, I sound like that guy. That sounds a very familiar story. And if he's able to do it, why the heck can't I do it? And hopefully it's relatability to my audience and, and says, yes, I sound, it sounds like a story I can relate to. And yes, I can, I can build a layout of my dreams as well. Yeah. I've often said that when I do my own, how-to videos because i mean look full disclosure i'm i'm new to doing weathering for example i'm new to doing well i guess i'm not really new to doing dcc installs anymore or lighting but i would always finish my how-to's with the finished thing and say look i mean i've never done this before and if i can do it you can too i think it i think there's power in that i oh yeah absolutely and the thing too on that seeing it half done or unfinished i think that a lot especially with today's almost everything is ready to run fully assembled and a lot of times when i can get my hands on them i like to have pictures of undecorated or early samples like i've got a review coming up on those new rapido u25b's and i asked matt gentry who worked on those for rapido i said let me have those pictures where you took those the gray shells with the etched brass and you could see the different detail pieces were black on a gray shell. I said, I, I want one of those pictures when you took that out to that club to, to test them. I want to put it in the review because again, when you see it all finished, like you don't realize, oh, the footboards are etched brass pieces that are separate from the plastic front pilot. That some of those details and other things, I think that as a model railroader, we have that curiosity, whether it's a scratch built piece or a finished Rapido or Genesis or Broadway limited piece of, well, I know some of it's metal and I think that might be a separate piece, but is it? So it's fun to see some of that. You want to know that how, how did that get made as much as you appreciate it done? You get a, you get a level of uh, a heightened level of appreciation for that, right? You know, that yeah. this is this, you know, we've all often used the analogy of, you know, model railroading as some form of art, you know, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and there's a lot of work that goes into the art, like Ray was talking about with, you know, the, the autopsy, you know, and seeing that, oh, well, it's just bench work now, but there was a lot of work that went into that bench work. And um, I know, I know from, you know, with, with the, the podcast that we we're, we're have here in the room, you know, a lot of the, the topics that are talked about, they, they go through and explain that um, and, and give you that appreciation. I think that's one of the other bits of value that, you know, um, I draw from from listening to Ray's show and, and Tom's show and, and watching your stuff, John, is that, you know, there's that we get to see or hear those those struggles and we we get to have that appreciation, you know, as well to say they're they're going through what I'm going through. And now I, I feel like I'm part of this community and then I, I can see that, oh, my goodness, you know, they're doing it the same way that I do it. You know, this is really going to work out or, you know man, I just, I just love how that layout's built and uh, all of the, the, the depth that went into the construction of it and, and the detail, you know, that it, it really gives you that appreciation. Like this person really worked hard on it. And then, you know, you get to enjoy that. 
uh, with them. And that's, I think that's one of the other things that I like to talk about is, you know, we get to, to be part of this community and share in that. And that's what I like. Something, something I've enjoyed in doing, you know, sharing my projects is sometimes I screw up and I will show people like, look, I shouldn't have done it that way. I'm going to fix it now. And this is how I fix it. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know. <laughs> so yeah, there, there's value both directions, you know, whether you're showing someone how to do it or how not to do it. <laughs> right. Equally uh, <laughs> valuable, right? <laughs> and, it, and it really is. Yeah. Just this week that uh, I was mentioned before we went on tonight, that Rapido RSC 14 diesel, I was doing an unboxing video and I had read the instruction thing. I wanted to be sure that I wasn't leaving any screws in, that it would all work. And it had chains from the trucks to the frame and yep, whoop, yank and broke it. And I left it in the mm. video because again, it's like, well, they don't mention it in the instructions. And this is, I thought it was going to come out from under the truck a certain way. So as I'm pulling, I'm like, oh, I just broke the other side. And it was a fixable, easy thing. But it's like, now leave that in because if I just spent $300 on that locomotive, I sure would like to know <laughs> to be, be leery of this or be aware of this that, you know, so yeah, it's, that can be, you know, it's not, you're not thrilled to say, look at this. I just broke this off, but. <laughs> it's you know i i put that in print reviews where i'll state that you know while handling this that i broke this off so be careful of that it's very delicate that again it's it's a it's a help because like why would i like to have known that if i bought it and got it out of the box i wish somebody would have told me yeah reminds me of rehanging brake chains on dash eight atlas locomotives and it's like pushing <laughs> you ever it's exactly like pushing a rope or pushing a chain that's exactly yeah. what you have to do to get it to rehook you're pushing a chain it's uh it's it's quite a challenge and then you find out some expert model railroaders that you talk to about it say ah, i took that thing and threw it across the room so <laughs> that's why i listen to tom's to show yeah, right. yeah. And, that's, and that's the experience that they and I think yeah. Ray and Andy hit the one word that if it wasn't for this, I don't think our podcasts or video casts would go anywhere. And that's the relatability, right? Um, showing the in progress, showing the mistakes. Two of my favorite authors video, you talk about like Mike Rose from mm -hmm. uh, Model Road Hobbyist and numerous other magazines and Luke Toen, the famous YouTube wow. senior builder. They've both Mike has done articles where he's shown his mess ups and that, but he also shows how he got out of it. You know, he made this beautiful grain elevator and he had to glue that wonderful, I'll pronounce the wrong, soy damn siding on there, <laughs> aluminum siding. Oh. And of course he used like, you know, tacky glue. The next day it's all at the bottom of the silo, <laughs> you know, and he's asking, you know, Scotty Mason, oh, Scotty Mason, of course, knew how to do it. And, he, and then he told all of us, so we didn't make the same mistake. And Luke Toen saved me. He was doing a river module and I'm over here scared to death to make water. And I'm like, Oh, I'm going to watch this. And <laughs> he pours this two part epoxy, but then he showed the next day, it just melted his foam base. And he says, do this and this and this. I'm like, Oh, 10 more coats of, you know, <laughs> the yeah. modge podge before I'm pouring water. And I think that's, it's relatable when somebody yeah. at, to me at that level shows you, here's my pile of junk. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, we're, we're not, you know, seven steps of separation from, you know, some of these people that are in magazines or articles or videos all the time. Like John said, it's relatable. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 
And that, that Luke Talon example is the absolute reason why you watch the entire video before you start. Don't just get five minutes in and go, oh, that's how you do it. Make sure you yeah. watch the entire thing because you'll you'll learn. Yeah. You push pause and make the same mistake. Yeah, yeah exactly. Play. And then you hit play. Oh, look at that. I'm <laughs> like, just oh, like him. Yeah. That's relatability. Oh, I'm, I'm just like At least him. you know what to expect <laughs> when you when it's <laughs> Yeah, I, I've done that with like cooking videos where I start watching. I'm like, yeah, I think I could do that with whatever. And then I just go into the kitchen and it's like, oh man, that didn't come out right at all. And yeah, you come back, hit play. And they're like, now be careful because if it's too hot at this point, it's like, oh, I, okay, two more minutes and I would have not ruined my dinner. But oh well. <laughs> that's Here's a pro tip. That's why they have the little thing at the bottom that's watch at 1.5 or 1.75 yeah. <laughs> yeah. or 2. Yeah, point, yeah speed. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah no that something else that uh someone mentioned about you know getting some i think it was you tony mentioned about getting something and you pull it out and you break it or whatever i do the same thing with my product spotlights but it's usually not me breaking something it's usually a loose piece in the box mm -hmm. and i'll show it it's like look this came mm -hmm. off i think during shipping but in order to stay positive which i think uh, is lacking in some places i'm like this is how you fix it. Just take some CA or canopy glue or whatever and just be careful and you put it back on. Like we're grown-ups. We can do this. Yeah. Like you're getting something, you're getting some piece of rolling stock with 250 separately applied parts. <laughs> Chances yeah. are something's gonna be off. You know, yeah. be a grown-up, be a modeler and fix it. Mm -hmm. You know, like I don't like this because it came broken. Well, right. you know, I mean it came all the way from China for mm -hmm. goodness sakes. <laughs> You know, in a much better box than the two garbage bag twist ties, right, Tony? So it's just better. <laughs> yeah. See, I mean, you have to look at it from that yeah. angle. When could you, yeah, throw a plastic SD45 shell on that metal frame and do two garbage bag twist ties, put it <laughs> loose, not sealed or anything in that old blue box and send it on its way? Yeah. There wasn't much there to get broken. And even in those days, stuff would be dinged up or broken when you'd see it in hobby shops. So, you know, when you think of today's models it's stunning they make it as well as they do all things considered yeah it's incredible i think also all of our podcasts inspire searches you know ray talks to a lot of these people that are just amazing but they're geographically amazing you know i've never heard of some of the northeast mm -hmm. guy and i'm like and so i'll search him out and i'm like oh here's his layout page here's his blog oh here's what he does and I've ended up writing letters to people and Andy brings people on and, and I get my, uh, my moment of shame tonight. I get to admit, Andy, they're all bragging about this guy called Boomer. You know, he's on the show. And I'm like, I look, I'm like, I have no idea who this is. You know, oh, and I was just getting troll letters. I'm like, why well, do you not know? I'm like, well, he wasn't in my wheelhouse, you know? And I'm yeah. like, Oh, now I know this guy. Now I know this. Who is the, the one with the St. Louis rail fanning. And then, you know, John, of course, with all his videos, I'm like, Niles Canyon, you know, this museum. And I Google that and I'm like, oh, they are restored in 060. Oh, they do have the only, you know, narrow gauge baggage car. Oh, they are, you know, and it's kind of interesting that you learn yeah. more and more information, you know. Yeah. And I, I think that's that's what resonates with all this is that it just, you go beyond the, you don't just shut it off. You're going like, well, mm -hmm. who is he talking to? Who is Tony talking to? Right. You know. That kind of goes together with the way the that our podcasts all kind of play together, and especially you know, second section us with being inter more interview and guest related. And I'll give an example we had within the same week, Marty McGurk. 
And <laughs> Mike and Andy interviewed him just after I had talked to him. And it was perfect. It was like it, it, it really worked well together because if anybody listened to my podcast and then went to second section and listened to that, you heard two totally different things. I yeah. talked to Marty about being on the dock in New London and seeing submarines and CV and, you know, and then, you know, how that inspired his life and how it moved him forward. Mike and Andy were like, hey, how'd you build that building or why? Why did you put it? It really tied together. It was like a continuation. It went from, OK, we got to know Marty McGurk and who he is and his path forward. And then Mike and Andy took over from there and then found out how he created what his central Vermont layout it really ties and and i think that's what's really enjoyable that you can have similar or the same guest mark herrick again andy and mike yeah. talked to mark herrick last night mark's a, a a local friend and i had him on the podcast but other than some overall summary things being repeated you know mark and i didn't have time in an hour to walk around his layout but andy and mike with the video aspect that's a perfect avenue for Mark to be able to put a slideshow together and have pictures of his layout as you walk around it, uh, it, it just works well. So yeah. it, it's so it's so neat that you can continue that, and then you get to really know these people from all walks and all around the world. And I'm babbling on here, but I do want to share one thing that you you were saying about Northeast. If anybody, I started the podcast with three people, and if you ever start a podcast, here's the easy layup, right? Interview your best friend. That's the easiest one, right? <laughs> that way you get comfortable and you get to figure it out. So I got to interview Joe Mammy. Then I brought on uh, Corey, who's another friend, and then Mike King. But then everybody's like, somebody put up on there, yeah, I like listening to Around the Layout. It's a great northeastern U.S. related. <laughs> I was like, I'm not, I'm not trying to compete. You know, so episode four was Sydney, Australia and Paul Kassar. I had to go all the way around the other side of the world just to prove that I'm not a New England based yeah. podcast. Showed that but guy, didn't you? That's right. Went around the place. Episode yeah, five, I probably Tom. interviewed somebody from yeah. downtown. So. Well, he did never... interview Dan Dosa, so he had to yeah, come to the right. Midwest. For a They'll never right. say that again, right? Yeah. 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 I, I will say, though, I, I really appreciate your approach, Ray. I, I can tell listening to your interviews that you make your guests absolutely comfortable. They will tell you anything you ask them, and you're really good at that. That's something I've really appreciated about about hearing what you do. So, I appreciate that. I, I, I take the word guest to heart. They are my guest. They're my, yeah. you know, just as much as if uh, you guys all showed up at the house. You know, how would I treat you when you come in the house? The yeah. same way you're in my house, I'm, you know, you and really in a lot of ways because of the whole virtual thing, they've invited me into theirs right. and, and, you know, and, and I would never want to embarrass a guest. I never set them up for failure. I always want to make them feel the most comfortable possible and, and hear their story and, 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 right. and spin it in a light of positivity. hundred percent. It's, it's, yeah. it's more fun that way. That's yeah. how it needs to be done. I mean, I've been on the other end of, uh, of conversations like, the opposite of what you're talking about and that's like what are you why why do it why even do it right so guest in my home and yep. I, and, and i know that the, the other gentlemen that are in this room do the same thing yeah uh, that exactly that you treat oh. them like a guest in your room now now tom a little different because he can he knows those guys pretty well and oh, he can yes. but that is let me let me tell you if i got the the, the floor here the the crossing gate and their level of humor 
and the sponsors just absolutely crack me up yeah. and, I, and i just well, can't wait to hear every time they do a podcast what the what they're going to come up with of course one of them was something i brought up and it was funny to hear them spin it with the stickers um <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they, they take such a great approach. And I, I think we all try to mix in humor, but you, you guys got it nailed. You, you really have that camaraderie around the table. No matter who you bring, it, it shines through your podcast that you, you guys are close. You, you're, you're friends. You, you would likely be hanging out in each other's homes and layouts. And you can almost imagine what that conversation is when you have operating sessions is probably a lot like what we get to hear on the podcast which is a lot of fun it's not far off our emails are worse but it's not (laughs) probably censored too we probably have to black out a lot of the lines and here i'll say a quick thing about the sponsors was okay so ours is run by the twin cities division of the nmra so and it costs nearly nothing outside of like my time to edit so i didn't want to go you know the patron route or something i like those routes but we didn't want to be under the pressure to put out a product x number of days in this and this which all of you do extremely well we know in your podcast we know in your video casts are coming we know this and that's why you know people will are willing to like honor that and like do this and that so that's why we don't do that but i said Hey, we got to do some sponsors and make fun of the tropes in the hobby. And now, now my wife is tugging on my shirt. You got another podcast? You got another thing? You know, so. <laughs> did she There's come up with those herself, or how, how no? I I write them myself okay. or Dan Dosa write them with some ideas from uh, Will Sampson and stuff. But see, she just loves them. She just that's that's the kind of thing, Tom, that I would love <laughs> to do, but I just don't have the creativity to come up with stuff like that. <laughs> But, you know, it's it's interesting, Ray, you mentioned about how Tom's podcast is very natural and these guys are ribbing each other and poking fun and and it doesn't sound like they're being mean to each other because right. they're not. Yeah. And yeah. that's exactly how it is whenever we get together for our obsessions or whatever social things we're doing. And and let's just be honest, an obsession is an excuse to hang out. Right. I mean, the, right. Right. The trains are cool, but that's really what we're doing. I go for the donuts and I stay for the trains and the people. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, isn't there an ad about that too? About yeah, layout there might be. There might yeah, be yeah, snacks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, but we, you know, we have a lot of fun doing that. And frankly, if you didn't know that the people in the room were fun, you'd think they were going to start fighting because of the kind of humor that happens. <laughs> but that to me, it makes it a lot of fun. And I mean, you got to kind of have a thick skin sometimes because people will say stuff that it's like, oh, it's a little bit too far, but it was funny, you know? <laughs> so you're kind of like, whatever, I'll get you next time, you know? Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, there's, there's always I, topics to touch and topics not to touch. You know, there's yeah. always a half truth in comedy and you always want to make sure you're, you're tiptoeing lightly on that half truth. And they do a great job of it. They don't yeah. they don't beat each other up too bad. They just have a little bit of fun. And that's that's certainly, a, you know, a, that kind of thing. And, and Andy and Mike, same thing. You know, there's some good humor in theirs. And uh, Mike Ostertag is basically a comic. He's, he's probably like a living cartoon. Some people's eyes, you know, and yeah. They start, yeah. You know, but uh, and let me say about those guys, it, it, the second section guys, the, the uh Short line of the show. I've told Andy yeah. this multiple times. It's ingenious. I wish I could steal it. It's it's really it's ingenious, and and that really ties into that that how, it, you know, and, and it 
goes to a point where when they start talking about this and they start showing aerial photos of some of these short lines, it's basically telling you, here's an idea. Mm-hmm. Look at this. You, you could just model this area and do so yeah. well. You, it's a phenomenal idea, and it works very well in their format. And I'm I can't, not, yeah, I can't take any it. credit for that. So yeah, Mike, Mike had a great idea. He's, you know, we were talking about how we could inspire, you know, people to, you know, get into modeling and and you know maybe not necessarily do BNSF or, um, you know, UP or, or the big railroads. Um, but what we did was Mike had this idea. He's like, let's go around all 50 states and we'll pick a short line that's not affiliated with any, you know, big parent company and we'll talk about it. And then we'll, we'll show you that, Hey, there's model railroad equipment available for this. You know, you can do this on a four by eight sheet. You can do this on a shelf layout. doesn't have to be a, you know, a, a Chicago to LA type, you know, pike, you can do this you know, in your, in your bedroom and, and, and give inspiration. And now Mike's evolved it so that you give a history of the railroad, you get all of this backstory on it. And then he, he started to bring in and, you know, it's like, here's a, here's a potential track plan that you could use. And, you know, people have just been so supportive of, of that topic. And it's, it's a, that was one of the things about our show is that we bust things up into different segments. Um, so we have, you know, the what's on your workbench where our community comes in and yeah, sure. There's the, the comical bits of, you know, here's, you know, just a pile of junk or a pile of, you know, paint cans or whatever on my, on my workbench. But there's also people that are sharing their work. And then Mike had the, like I said, the idea of, well, let's do a short line or like a rail fan or a real, you know, prototype bit. And then we just recently added a locomotive of the show, um, uh, like the short line of the show where we talk about a locomotive and um it's we we started out with this ge mate and it turned out that you know it's a slug unit and he went into the whole history of it and how you can model it and what was it used for and you know the different applications and people just absolutely love the information so hmm. we're you know that's that's kind of how i do it but yeah that was mike's brainchild um, to get people inspired. That's a really cool idea. I didn't even know about that. Yeah. I think, Andy, your show has evolved from, you know, the beginnings. I'm, I'm jealous of two things. And one is you just do it live. Ray and I have talked about this. You guys fly without a net, yeah. which is scary, <laughs> but you don't have to edit for hours like Ray and I sit there. <laughs> yeah. So we are jealous of that. And I like that you evolved from like, hey, we're going to get, people involved facebook show us what's on your workbench to we don't care what's on your workbench we just want to see the mess around your workbench <laughs> and give you a prize and doing things I, I just love that the evolution of including everybody is now a challenge and thing but i do have one question since i gave up where taco sauce comes from where does greasy meat hands come from so i, I missed that episode so yeah so the the greasy the greasy meat hands um, was we were talking about operations and it, it had it had to do with the snacks at at an operating session. Right. And, you know, we were, we were talking about like, you know, we have this beautiful tangent rolling stock and, you know, there's someone doing a switch move and they've been, you know, they've had three pulled pork sandwiches and they just, <laughs> you know, and they didn't wash their hands after the lunch at the operating session. They just take they just take their, you know, their 
their greasy meat hand Ooh. and then they move the car around and they leave fingerprints and, and you know stuff on it and then they got a coupler lift bar that they end up ingesting and you know that type of stuff ah, so then actually good on the black ones yeah. yeah right and and it's just and then it just you know someone in the chat because we do this live stream right and there's always characters in in the live stream chat like uh you know split rock he's one that is always always trolling us um <laughs> yeah i heard of that guy in my streams too <laughs> yeah yeah that guy over there and and, and ray he'll he'll come in and, and troll but it turned into this like i guess this little inside joke for our community about greasy meat hands and then i think it was uh paul scott one of our other viewers and he says oh it's the greasy meat hands band yeah. and so so then that's where the greasy meat hands came from and then will samson kind of got in the fun and he made this like like this short little loop about greasy meat hands and you know picked on me about it and then we just ran with it yeah. you know <laughs> just just having fun right that's what it's all about it's good when it happens organically like that i know john's <laughs> done that a lot to Ray. I, I, I think when then you know you're being successful and you're striking a chord and it's right. relatable when, yeah. when things evolve and the members of the of your people who are listening or watching can help can chime in Andy and I uh, quite often find ourselves, we'll have a conversation, we'll, we'll throw ideas back and forth. And one of the things, you know, as, as we were chatting, I asked Andy and I said, what do you think the number one thing going for your podcast is? And Andy had a couple of good answers, but I, I, I answered one that I believe the biggest thing the second section has going for it is the interactivity that's available by doing it live. He And same thing with you, John, with this show yeah. here, you know, with, with folks chiming in and being able to put comments in and have that interactivity within the people is something that's a very strong piece of the second section podcast. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it's enjoyable. Now, some of us can't quite hang in there the three hours anymore, but especially here on the East Coast, you guys start on Central Time, and I'm already uh, an hour or in the, you know in the hole by the time you start. But it's uh, it's still a lot of fun. It, you you look forward to those. You see a guest, and you know chiming in and and being able to share or ask a question and have it answered and and see your name come up on the screen is just a really cool aspect. And they've done an excellent job. Hats off to them for, for doing it live. I'm not a very good live person. Uh, I, I do. I only do once a month. I do a live. I give a the giveaway for the operating crew, and I stumble through that half hour. These guys knock out three hours and uh, have, have come really good at it. So, again, hats off to you guys for, for getting it done. I got to tell you, ha having the live interaction with the chat on the side is so fun. Oh, speaking of live interaction with the chat, someone was asking earlier, uh, for us to go around and, well, I mean, for us to go around, the three of you guys to go around and tell us about if you were inspired by someone to start doing your, your podcast and if you were, who was it? And, you know, how did that, how did that inspire you and what have you done to, you know, to manifest that? I have added a whole bunch to the question. He just wanted to know who inspired you, but I, <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you're the host. You can do that. That's right. I have the button as they That's say. Right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. I, I'll start. I, my inspiration, really, uh, I'll just go back real quick. I'm the I'm a 1998 graduate of the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. Uh, I have radio training in my background, uh, but I really didn't do a whole lot with it until uh, 
kind of pandemic and I got involved with my buddy Dave Gardner who runs a podcast called Digital to Dice. He actually does a podcast with his friend uh, Ron uh, and they do sports simulation games. Uh, cards, mm-hmm. dice, sports simulation games, kind of old school, but uh, you know, really popular during the pandemic. And then I would go on and he'd just do these like Saturday night chats. And I used to enjoy going on with him. And I always wanted to do something with a radio thing. And then yeah, I heard other radio model railroad podcasts and, you know, I, I, I felt that there was a different angle to take. And that's really what inspired me when I talked to Dave and listened to him interview people and, uh, and talked to him and said, you know, we can really do the same thing in model railroad as well and have that why aspect to it. And that's what, that's what inspired me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'll, I'll jump right in. So like, I mean, you know, John, you, you know, being, you were one of the first ones that, you know, I was exposed to, you know, very early on. And I, you know, from, for just from the model railroad aspect and there were, there were others as well. But I think, I think the thing that really, um, I guess, you know, inspired us or who inspired us. Um, I can say there's this, uh, there's a group of, uh, tabletop gamers, um, that that do a, a podcast called trapped under plastic um and they're and they're you know they're a little outspoken but you know it's two friends right and they they come together and just you know they're, they're just they just talk about their hobby that they're in and share their enthusiasm for it and then and and then they you know, they would tell you you know the the how of it and and give you tips and techniques and and stuff along the way and it was you know for us it was for me it was inspiring and you know mike mike and i've been friends for a long time we've done you know where we've we've gone to operating sessions together we've done clinics together and in the nmra and that type of stuff and we just figured hey let's just take this act on the road and um you know because we really wanted like when when we were part of the winnebago land division in the nmra i was the superintendent he was the assistant super and the whole goal was let's let's inspire people let's get people you know, really, really enthusiastic about model railroading. And finally, you know, we, we were watching things like, you know, with John, you know, there's a great way to reach people here and it's, it's using video. And so that's where, that's where the Genesis came from for us and the inspiration. Yeah. I think the early ones for me were the, the late Ryan Anderson model rail cash show, which is, I wish, I wish they were easier to get to those were just, so organic and fun and then if, you know tom barbelay and he helped me so much with editing things in his show and he said on one of his shows that he found it odd that there were so few model rarity podcasts he's because he's a member of the war gaming community mm-hmm. and he says there's got to be 50 podcasts on war gaming and i'm sure like there's 50 just on Warhammer 40k mm-hmm. <laughs> and and so I started thinking about this and I'm like, so I kind of roughly learned the trade working with Gordy Robinson and a few other people. We tried to get an NMRA podcast off the ground, which was a total failure. But then we've learned more and more. And I talked to the guys locally. I said, well, let's let's start small. Let's just have a Twin Cities division. And let's let's not do the, you know, one person in depth. I said, let's have a round table discussion like our socialists, like we love, we love so we can joke on each other you know, and, uh, and talk about, 
you know, car cards and waybills and operations and narrow gauge and make fun of Joe Binish every day. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was Mike Jordan and stuff. So I think that was it. That was like Tom Barbelay. And then going into the video, of course, with John and uh, Heath Hurwitz has been amazingly oh, yeah. kind to me, getting me hooked up to this. So, yeah, that, that would be my Mike Rose. I'll second Heath Hurwitz. I mean, he, yeah. he jumped to me as far as the technical end on video and lighting. And yeah, again, it's just amazing the the support you get, even even outside the podcast stuff. And you know, any any of the YouTube yeah. stuff, it, there's a lot, been a lot of support. Sorry, I cut you off, Andy. Oh, I was just going to say Mike Rose and Scotty Mason, too. Those, like yeah. listening to those two guys was really, you know, uh, fun. You know, it was just like, yeah, I, I want to, I want to be, have that level of enthusiasm that they have. And, you know, those are the, that's where I drew a lot of my inspiration from as well. You know, I, I took a real risk asking that question because I was waiting, especially you, Tom. I was waiting for you to say, well, I saw how John did it and it sucked so bad that I wanted to <laughs> Anybody can do better than this. <laughs> right? We would never say that. Never yeah. say that to your face. Yeah, out loud. <laughs> we we, we may text each other that, but we would never say that. Out. No, John, you're doing great. And, and I'll, I'll, you mentioned Tom Barbelay. I, I listened to Tom Barbelay, and uh, he uh, mentioned at the one end of his podcast, he brought me up, and I was just so, I was so taken back. It was just like, it was so cool to hear a guy. And to me, like, those guys are kind of like the, the the founding fathers of the, of the Model Railroad podcasting. And you know, and that's exactly what he said. Hey, you know, I'm not putting out as many podcasts as I used to, but if you're looking for a podcast to listen to, and he mentioned me, I was like, wow. I mean, but that's that spirit. That's that idea. And, and we, we want to bring people into the podcasting space. And whether you're listening to Andy, you're listening to Tom, you're going back, you listen to Tom Barbelay or Scotty Mason, whoever you're listening to, eventually I feel that if you're listening to one, you will eventually find another one you will you're in the you're in the right room and you're you're in that area and that's how i found podcasts i would go on and i started listening to some and then i go oh well that was an hour and i still got three hours to drive what else am i going to listen to and scroll through and find the yeah. next one and the next yeah. one and you know you don't have to listen to just one or you don't have to it it, it isn't like choosing a it like i'm a hockey guy it's not like just choosing a, a specific team you know, if you like the sport, you're you've you've done well, right? And you know, I think if you if you're a hockey fan, hey, you're in the family. Let, you know, okay, you're a Flyers fan or you're this or that, but yet you're still in the family, right? And that's and I yeah. think that's the exact same idea. Yeah, and I mean, and the thing is, is that you know, you may not like the the second section, but you know, since you're looking around for other ones, you might find TSG, and you and you like that, or you. You know, you stumble across the the crossing gate or or around the layout, you know, and 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 get hooked up with them. And I think that's that's the other key too is you know you try one, eh, maybe it's not your thing, but you go to the other one that you know like, I'm I'm one of those odd ducks. I like I like you know all the shows because you know I'm just a, a nut like that. But you know for me it's it's you know some of them is are good, some are you know not good, and then there's you know. And then there's everything in between. But, yeah, you're going to find something that you like, especially in this topic. Yeah. So, and I think if you do go back, there's uh, like Trevor Marshall had a wonderful show. His was the first show that I heard that was professionally edited. 
But he came out and he said, well, I'm going to do 50 shows and be done. And I'm like, wow, don't stop now. Because I used to listen to him when we'd be traveling on the train. Like they'd put us in a cab and make us go from A to B to go get on a train. It was wonderful listening to. And so go find those, you know, if you can find the old model rail casts. And Tom Barbelay yeah. goes back like John years and years and years. That it's just interesting guests, interesting topics. Tom, Tom's always one of those uh, really good hosts, uh, a lot yeah. like you, Ray. He, yeah. he always would make me feel welcome. I would call in, and, yeah. and I always felt like he cared about what I had to say, and he asked great follow-up questions, so you knew he was listening to you, you know? Right. So I, I have I to wonder also, what John's water bill is. I mean, my show's <laughs> an hour. <laughs> you guys can do it in half hour, forty five minutes. So I'm just wondering what does do you run out of hot water at some point? I mean, are you listening to us in a cold shower? Or? Yeah, I saw that there. I'm looking at this question and thinking there must be some inside something going on here. I don't know. Yeah, there's something maybe? definitely inside, very inside, very private, very yeah, inside that we don't know. Ray, know I mean, uh, Andy, you have kind of a guilty look on your face. Do you know what? Do you know what they're talking? No, I don't. If I did, I'd. I'd I'd share it. Andy, <laughs> you're not listening in the shower, are you? Uh, <laughs> hey, I just know is the right answer. I'll, I'll, I'll give you this one. No. I do my broadcast from the shower, so I don't know what's <laughs> a, Nice. You know. Nice. You keep your mic on. You keep your mic dry. Oh, goodness. And this is it. This is where it goes. Yeah. yeah. Now we're off the rails down the ditch and on fire. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll, I'll bring it back around. I'll bring it back okay. around. There By the go. way, we, we've been going for about an hour and 20 minutes. My expectation was to go for, you know, hour and a half, hour and 45. If you guys are enjoying yourselves, we can go as long as you want. But uh, we do have to end at some point because I'll have to go to the bathroom at some point. <laughs> oh, you can go. <laughs> yeah, just go right? You can There's listen in the bathroom, too. Yeah. Yeah. Band right here, you know. Yeah. Uh, but we'll get you banned. No, pro no worry. Yeah. No, I was going to bring it back around and, and say that uh, you guys mentioned one of my favorite guys in the community, which is uh, Heath. Uh, he's been nothing but a great help and, you know, helpful and, and always there. If you have a question or, uh, you know, need, need something or want to bounce something off of him. Uh, I consider myself the uh, president of the, uh, Humanity Junction fan club. So <laughs> you guys didn't want to be president because I already am. Well, you guys yeah. have that kind of camaraderie within, you know, I mean, I, I call it you guys. I guess it's us too. I mean, maybe whatever. I don't know. I don't call myself a YouTuber. I'm a podcaster, but you, you guys had that. What is that? The gathering that you had in Colorado. Yeah. We oh, had yeah. a bunch of, I mean, they, 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 that's phenomenal. I mean, to be able to, it's kind of a special, that special interest group kind of mentality where if you guys are able to, I'll be honest. I kind of imagine. I closed my eyes and imagined all of you guys with cameras aimed at each other, like twenty <laughs> of you, just like trying to do a live stream all at the same time, and there was no bandwidth. But you know, it's phenomenal, and it's great to be able to share and have that shoulder to lean on. Just like we've talked about before, it, just like the rest of the hobby, whether you're doing a podcast, YouTube channel on it, or if you're painting, weathering, bench work, track laying, whatever the aspect is, there's, it's great to have uh, people to lean on. And Heath is definitely one of those guys. Yep. Great guy. Here's the other guy. I highlighted the comment from him. My other hero of building community on uh, YouTube is uh, Dave Sparky. Uh, I don't even know if I would have been doing live stuff if it hadn't been for Dave. Uh, he got me interested and encouraged me to do it. And I've had so much fun. One of the first, well, one of the early live streams we did, this is really funny to me. 
he says, uh, "Hey, I found this thing called Streamyard. I want to, I want to have you know, you want to go on and just check it out. Let's see what it does, you know." And uh, I went to the website and did whatever signing up you have to do, and I started a live stream. And we're thinking now oh, we'll be on for five minutes, ten minutes, just to see what this thing is. Four four hours and eight minutes later, we're having to go because it's like one a.m. where <laughs> where he lives, <laughs> and it was like, uh oh, someone just disappeared. Who was that? Oh, Tom oh. just disappeared. What happened? Tom, I think it froze. So yeah, yeah, pop, yeah, pop, Tom, yeah. Tom, Tom was freezing for a couple times yeah. there. I was okay. afraid. I'll back. watch for him to come back. I'm sure he'll yeah. reappear in our basement here. So. But anyway, yeah, I've had a lot of uh, a lot of fun. Whoop. That's the wrong way to do that. I've had a lot of fun with uh, all of these people, and they're just great people. So I was yeah, got a great community. That's for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I couldn't agree more. And, and even Heath, Heath leading into you know some of the second section shows, he'll toss it over and makes sends the audience that way it's it's a it's a it's in a spirit of cooperation for sure and that's exactly the point you know we all like to make is we all work together to just bring people in showing up it might not be for everyone but hey go check out second section those guys are good too and and if i don't work out for you you know then maybe or they don't work out for you go check out crossing gate and you know or go back and listen to some older episodes of uh you know some of the older shows that are out there that are still available, or Tom Barbelay, and on and on Mike and on. Rose, There's just a lot of Mike Rose, and yeah, yeah. Yep. it goes Absolutely. to one of the things that you and I have talked about briefly off, you know, offline, Ray, which was I was in in sales for a long time, and one of the things about being in sales is uh, you have to know your competition, if you want to call it that, and you have to know what you have, and as an honest person, if I didn't have whatever someone who walked in needed, I knew who did. And right. I would send them over there. It's like, sure. go over there. Here's what to expect. This is what to ask for. Yeah. And I would help them. That's how you take good we, care of people. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think we can do the same thing. And right. that was uh-huh. having this whole shindig in the first place is to, you know, there, we can build a bigger tent. I don't think that if someone's under your part of the tent that they're not under my part of the tent too. Probably a stupid analogy, but you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no reason to be, um, uh, I don't know, territorial about it or anything like that. Cause I'm okay. Tony, if you want to listen to Ray and watch my show too, uh, great. And I'll even tell people to watch your guys' shows or refer them to your site or whatever, because aren't we here to help each other? I mean, yeah. I am. I do subscribe to the theory that comparison is the thief of joy. And the the moment that you start weighing these podcasts or you start weighing your YouTube channel against the next person, I'm a drag racing guy. If anybody's familiar with drag racing, two cars going down one, you know, each other, run your lane, run your race. And that's what I do. I, I, I run my race. And, and well, thankfully, I've got a good crew behind me, including guys that also run in the other lane that are willing to help. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, I, I just want to do my podcast because of all the things that I mentioned before. I just enjoy it. I absolutely love to talk to people and 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 nothing more. I, I just want to be able to communicate and have this fun thing and play around with all this fun gear. And <laughs> that's that's what I want to be doing. And and I'm yeah. sure that for, for you guys, it's the same thing. It's just it's just a ton of fun within this hobby. Well, I'm having so much fun with this show that I'd like to do it again sometime. I mean, I, I really enjoy talking to you guys. 
Yeah, maybe Tom will stay yeah. for the entire time too. That'd be yeah. He's out recording commercials. Hey. Your next commercial yeah. should be for good internet. Yeah. Can you do yeah. that one? No. <laughs> Bruce and Casket called. They wanted to know when the next podcast was out. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So we're glad that you came back. We we oh, he's getting free, getting freezy again. You're getting yeah, jittery I, there, Tom. Well, yep. Well, welcome I'll back. Like, Probably my computer. The Crossing Gate podcast is brought to you by Dial Up Internet. Yes. And then make that fast. DSL? We don't need that. that 1200 baud. <laughs> you guys the baud modems? Yeah. <laughs> and make that wonderful noise when you dial up. Oh. Yeah. Sounds like a fax machine. Oh, man. So, but yeah, I'm trying. Sorry, I'm a little distracted, guys. I'm trying to find comments in our, in our uh, chat to highlight. Uh, because I think people are saying a, a lot of very worthwhile things here. Sure. And uh, it really echoes a lot of what we've been talking about. So anyway, I uh, do want to mention to the viewers, though, uh, if you have any questions, you know, specific to someone on the panel, I'm going to call it a panel here, um, you know, put it in the chat here and I'll try to pick them out and uh, and highlight them. It's just I'm talking and reading at the same time, which is never, a, you know, that problem I have with my memory. It has to do with multitasking too. <laughs> Been there. That's There's a sure. few people in chat who should be on our podcasts, mm. you know, and I think they're like, Oh no, I'm not good enough. It's like, no, come talk. We'll, we'll have you talk about what you know. Sure. You know, we have space on this, on my stream yard thing for like 10. But the question is then how do you decide who talks? Oh. Yeah. I mean, I, to be honest, I was well, a little... not come on here, but I'm saying like interviewed by Ray or by Andy oh. or something. Oh, sure. Know? Yeah. Uh, let me, uh, I'm going to hit on that topic real quick about who, what, what makes a great guest. And I don't, there's no correlation in my mind per se between a great modeler and a great interview. I think at times there are great modelers that may not open up or talk or share their story as well as somebody who's maybe learning the hobby. And I think there's just as much of a great story there, not to say a great modeler can't come on and be a great guest, but I don't think there's a, a, a an exact correlation between the two. And that's what I really enjoy is finding people at all levels and seeing where they're at and, you know, why, even if they're just getting started, we talk about Joe Mammy. Now Joe Mammy is a great modeler, but he hasn't completed a major layout yet. I mean, he's done his uh, shelf layouts and he's done some small ones, but hearing his story of how he's going through the process of making decisions has been so enjoyable to me. Like what, what ignites his interest and, you know, why is it that he ultimately is an, such an open-minded guy that it's a struggle for him to pick a layout and I, I think a lot of people can learn from that. So I, I think, again, it doesn't necessarily have to tie. So if people are thinking I'm not going to be a good guest, if you have a great story to tell or something to show or something that you've done that you're really proud of and you can tell the story of it, you're, you're a podcast guest. Absolutely, sure. Yeah. It's really frustrating, too, Ray. I know people, uh, well, actually, one specific person that I know who, won't share his stuff and he is one of the most amazing modelers i have ever seen i have brought people specifically to show them his 
his stuff because it's so good. But I've asked him and he's like, oh, no one wants to hear me. Oh, I can't. <laughs> it's like, you know what? This is the inspiration that there are a lot of people waiting to see because I'm not even kidding. It is like some of yeah. the best, most detailed, amazing modeling I've ever seen in my life. Just doesn't want to do it. And, you know, mm. it's okay. I'm kind of of the mind that if you don't want to do it, you yeah. you know, I'm not going to yeah. twist anybody's arm. That's your, your right not to do it. But it's a shame because documenting this person's stuff would provide so much in inspiration. And Tony, there was a question for you. I'm not sure. They're referring to something that we talked about, I think, in the very beginning. Uh, oh, what, what, yeah. where, where I grew up, uh, St. Okay. Louis, Missouri area, but over on the Illinois side, almost in between Springfield, Illinois and St. Louis, Jerseyville, Illinois. It was on the GMNO and then later the Illinois Central Gulf and today it's the cpkc somehow goes through there <laughs> mm-hmm. so you would have tied the beginning of the podcast to the end of the podcast to the show by saying that you were from normal illinois i think that would have been oh, the perfect oh that would have been good oh, yeah, opportunity man. missed but i've oh, been man. to normal illinois but no yeah that's north yeah no so, <laughs> but very good yeah that was bad clear. bad dad humor yeah <laughs> So on that point of people that don't want to share, I'll, I'll share one real quick. I was at Amherst and there was a, a modeler who will, will remain nameless, but will be a guest here soon. So you can all guess who it is, but he stood there. And I, as I told him, Hey, I'd love to have you on the podcast. He goes, ah, no, he goes, I, 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 I couldn't do a podcast. I couldn't do that. And then proceeded to talk for 45 minutes straight, <laughs> telling the story of his podcast, everybody standing around, or of his layout, standing around. It's the same like, guy, Ray. Just give me a mic. <laughs> give me a mic and just let, let's hold it right here. Just keep talking. This is what you do. And uh, yeah, it, it's like, yeah, and you'd make my job easy. It's like the, it's the podcaster's version of putting on a stairway to heaven. If anybody understands, you know, the DJ world, if you ever hear Stairway to Heaven and Tony, you could probably name like three other songs. Uh, In Agata De Vida by Iron Butterfly is like 16 minutes. Yeah. If you need to, I I need to go. Yeah. Restroom and get a soda and great. Yeah. The pizza guy's here. So yeah, you put on a 10 or 12, a 15 minute song. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly what those people are. If if you get a good talker on your podcast, put your feet up on the desk, kick back and (laughs) just let the, let the song play. uh, It's side one of 2112 for me. Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) So uh, here's kind of an interesting question. That's not really what we're talking about, but interesting in the sense that, Maybe we're inspiring people to want to do something. I don't know. When's the next time you're going to be at a convention? I think they want to know if we're all going to be at one. And I don't know if that would be kind of a tall order since we're all in all over different areas, right? Coast to coast, basically. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not to say, though, that we couldn't uh, do one of those meetup things someplace that's not as far away as all the way out in California where I am or all the way out in Connecticut, you know, but somewhere in between. Someday. Yeah, I mean, I'll. I think uh, Mike and I are going to be. I think tentatively, we're scheduled to head out to the Rocky Mountain Train Show this coming uh, April. Oh, cool! Yeah, so we're gonna. Mike and I are gonna uh, make the the trek out there and um, take in all the sights and see. Uh, apparently, this show is an, an up and comer, and it's uh, it's mm. growing and it's turned into a real, 
real uh, spectacle. So Mike and I want to be there and, you know, just uh, walk around, see what it's all about, do some rail fanning, go to the Colorado uh, Railroad Museum and, you know, go from there. We'll also be at St. Louis uh, next year, uh, the St. Louis RPM. So um, Mike and I will be in attendance there. I think we're going to meet up with Tony, um, get some barbecue and... Uh, and hang out and talk trains. That's always a fun weekend. Yes, the St. Louis yeah. RPM, my assistant editor, my good friend Shane Mason, and I would yeah. never miss that show. And, yeah, Mike always comes down, and we rail fan at Kirkwood on Friday nights on the old Mopac line. And oh, I'm so jealous. Uh, I hope we, I get to do that this, this we, coming year. We always have a blast. That's a, that's a fun weekend. Although they're a handful, so you'll have to help me with that because you have uh, to, yeah. I had yeah. to sit between them at waffle house this this year you know so they keep from yeah oh my goodness yeah uh, that'll be good <laughs> oh geez well i'm gonna go both coasts this year i i finally told the bride i'm going to springfield just to do it it's you know it's one of those things you have to go to so i arranged the trip that way and and then i i dangled long beach in front of her i said we haven't gone anywhere you know during the showstopper i said you know we saved up our vacation but how would you like to go to southern california and she's like yes <laughs> so i will be at long beach for at least half the week too did, did you tell her it's for the train convention <laughs> see it sounds different when you say how would you like to go to sunny That's southern right. california with the palm trees compared to hey you want to go to the nmra convention yes. with me That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They get they could quick on that one because I'll say that to Shane of, hey, you know, we'd love to see the fall colors on the narrow gauge. See if Brooke, they just got married in the last year, his wife Brooke. See if she'd like to go to Colorado, maybe see the fall colors. You know, Durant he said the minute I say Durango, she'll be yeah. she'll figure it out. She'll know what's going on. <laughs> so tell her tell her you're staying in Pagosa Springs. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. That's about equidistant to Durango and Silverton and Coomers and Toltec, so you can hit them both. See. Oh, like finding a nice place in Pagosa Springs. That's the problem. Hmm. <laughs> we stayed in some place. Uh, I, I went on this. I don't know. I guess probably some of you guys watched this. Uh, I went on this epic trip a couple of years ago. Yeah. That was like seven states, 10,000 miles. It's some wow. crazy thing. And we stayed in Pagosa Springs for that very reason uh, to go to both Durango and Silverton and Coomers and Toltec. And there was this place, and I can't remember the name of it, but it was actually, you could tell it was a really nice place at one time, but it had, it was just showing its age and it hadn't really been kept up that well. Mm. And uh, yeah, that appears on one of the Chasing Trains videos or maybe two of the Chasing Trains videos from the epic trip of 2021, I think it was. Hmm. I love those well, shows. Anyway. Yeah. Back yeah. of my tour short uh, says that I'll be at the New England Model Train Expo, which is the hub division show on December 2nd and 3rd. That's up in Marlboro, Massachusetts. And then that's kind of like the warm up for the big one, the Railroad Hobby Show that Tom was mentioning in West Springfield. I'll have a table at that show. I believe that's January 28th, 29th, but I could have the dates off by a day or two. But it's that last weekend in January. And then I do also plan on being at the St. Louis RPM uh, to come out there and uh, 
Tony, that Lincoln is filling up. You better uh, make sure you got everything out of the back because we're all going to pile in. No room. We're going to be cruising with Tony down through the streets of St. Louis. So um, now it's going to be a good time and be able to get out and see folks. I, that seems to be the premier uh, RPM in, in the country. And uh, the chance to hang out with Tony and eat barbecue is just enough to get me over the edge to get a plane ticket and get it's, out there. So. It's a, that's a great RPM. It's a really fun show. Yeah. Isn't that the only one that's full two days? Uh, it's Yeah, it's Friday, like, yeah, all day Friday. And there's a presentation Friday night. And then Saturday, it's through the day. And it usually wraps up at about four and they do prize giveaways. But, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun tons of manufacturers you know always a good mm, and the present presentations are awesome i yeah. i've uh, the one mike brusky from class one did a thing on those depressed center flat cars that i thought was really good uh i've done some before i can't remember what i did one on i did one on something i might have done one on u-boats or something at one time or another but the presentations i think are as much fun as what's going on at the actual rpm meet too that the guys do all the PowerPoint stuff and lots of, you know, lots of information there. Lots of sharing, lots yeah. of sharing of information. Isn't that the great thing about RPMs? I just, mm -hmm. I love those. We have one out here that's only one day, once a year, June, whatever the weekend of Father's Day every year. And it's a great meet. I haven't been to it since uh, before COVID, but it's just great. I mean, you can see what people have done and they're, most often on hand mm -hmm. uh, they do some clinics it's kind of, it's just like a mini miniature version of the st louis one i guess uh so for people who can't get out there uh, but they are a lot of fun and it's always good to uh to see what someone have, has done and like we were saying earlier 99.9 percent .9 of the time they'll tell you exactly how they did it so you can try it yeah. yourself mm -hmm. it's a great way to learn techniques and learn things to try out at home you, you know they won't all work for everybody but uh, if you know if you have a place to start, I think it's a good way to go. Anyway, so I'm not getting a lot more questions on here. You won't, should we go around the uh, table one more time for closing statements? And <laughs> it sounds like a presidential <laughs> debate or something. Cl closing <laughs> arguments. <laughs> Vote for Tony. This has been a trial. <laughs> Promise cheap, cheap gas and free donuts for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> if you vote for me. There you go. Well, John, thank you for, for having uh, me on the show. And it's, uh, you know, again, it's, it's been a, this, this hour and 40 some minutes is, is, is just flown by. Um, and I think that's, I think that's one of the things that I absolutely love about being part of this community on, on YouTube and in the podcast is that, you know, you get together with a bunch of like-minded people and it's so easy to get swept up and just having fun and mm. i think from it really really brings a added level of enjoyment to my hobby being able to to share with others but then also being able to be part of this community and talking and you know now that you know i'm I, there's no awkwardness right so like if we were to meet you know face to face <laughs> you know that that whole you know first date jitters is out of the way and you know we you know you know just talk and and hang out like we're lifelong friends and i that's the aspect that i i truly love and, and being able to inspire so thank you again john for for having uh, me on the show i'm glad i could share uh with this crew tonight it's been fun thank you well thank you 
Yeah. And then happy birthday again, John. Thanks for that. Oh, it's the second us. time I've missed that. Happy yeah, birthday, that, uh, John. Yeah, rub it in, Daddy. But yeah. I, <laughs> don't let me forget, Tom. I hear a lot of people say, well, I'm a video guy. I want to see how to do it. But I like the audio podcast because you can listen to us in your car. You can listen to us on your walks. I, I go for a walk almost every day. I'm like, okay, what's Ray? What's the newest mm. one from Ray? What's the newest one? You can, you know, you can put it on while you're, you know, Tom Barbelly and something, put it on while you're working around the layout. And you don't have to, you know, take your interest away to go see how they're gluing on the latest thing. But yeah, and around the layout, you listen to all these guys that you can do it while you're at the workbench. And I, that's where I really, really enjoy the podcasts and I really find the information. So I know we always, are, we are in a video centric world with the other social medias hitting hard, but check out an audio podcast, just put it in there, put us in the earbuds and, and uh, you know, if you, if you want, put it on two times speed, it might be more enjoyable. So, <laughs> <laughs> But thank, thank you again, John, for this opportunity. Oh, it's my pleasure. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure spending your birthday, John, with my good friends here in the uh, in the room and being able to talk to your audience about all of our podcasts. And you know, it's just I, I think uh, Tom and Andy, they've hit a lot of great points, whether you're listening to audio podcasts or you're watching a video podcast. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of our community and and sharing that and. You know, and I hope you invite other people as well. You know, if you like a show and you you think it could be uh, useful for somebody else, please help spread the word. Share it with somebody else and keep the word going. That's what we're here for. We're just here to entertain you and give you some information and, you know, pass along the time while you're working on your models or driving in your car or apparently taking a shower. That's something I've learned tonight. <laughs> so, you know, wherever the audience is, we're happy to be there. And I think it's uh, absolutely fantastic to, to be able to share our stories. So thanks, John, for having us. Appreciate that. Well, thank you all for coming. I really appreciate it. And and also, Tony, thank you for, for oh. being the guest co-host. We have a little more business to take care of, but I think I'll send the rest of you guys on your way if you're okay with that. And uh, thank you very much for coming. You are welcome back anytime. We have all know. Have a great we night. Have each, right? We Thanks. all have each other's uh, contact information. So yeah. uh, hopefully you'll, you'll be around uh, when uh, Tony and I wrap up here. And we'll talk in a few minutes. So thank you very much. Have a good one. Thanks, guys. Good night. All right. All right, Tony, that, that leaves us. We have something else to talk about just for a minute here, and that is December's Talking Trains show. I mean, what else at this time of year do you think of besides, you know, the Christmas tree and the good food and getting together with family, but train sets? And we talked about this recently and you had invited me to come back in December and talk about train sets. And I said, let's ask the folks, your, you know, followers on Facebook, that kind of thing to let us know. Cause I get those a lot, especially the HO collector fans that tell me what their first train set was. That was their start in the hobby. You know, whether it's this company, that company in scale, O scale, HO, that train sets are such an important thing. I thought it would be fun to take a look at a handful of kind of landmark train sets, talk a little bit about the companies and about the train sets, and then have people share too comments on what their first train set was, why it was important to them, what was neat about it. And I guess we're going to do that, what, in about a month? 
Yeah, I believe the date is December 20th. Let me oh. check my calendar. I am probably the only one who uses a printed calendar <laughs> for, for this stuff, but I just find it's a lot easier to look at stuff. I was right, December 20th. Uh, so December 20th at 4 p.m. Pacific time, I'm going to have Tony back on to talk about that stuff. So in the comment section of this video, and I may put a poll or something like that out on the Fans of Talking Trains Facebook page. Uh, if you're not aware of it, there is a page on Facebook called Fans of Talking Trains where we share projects and, you know, talk and discuss stuff and all kinds of, you know, sharing events, whatever. And we'll, maybe I'll put a post on there too, Tony. And the idea, of course, is to uh, get questions or comments about specific train sets or, you know, what inspired you to start in the hobby and have Tony because, you know, I don't know, Tony, if people realize this. And I only learned recently, really, how much of a fountain of knowledge you are about the classic trains. So, I mean, obviously you must know something about it because of the publications that you edit, right? Um, but I don't know. I mean, who am I to ask? I don't know. I, I'm not really shy about asking people to come on, but it's just good to know that now. And I think mm -hmm. we'll have a great time. Uh, I'm still trying to determine uh, whether to have you on as the guest co-host and just have a discussion or to have a, another co-host and make you the featured guest I'll figure that out between now and then. <laughs> so, and I'll, and I'll bring, I'll have images for us to share that night, you know, some classic catalog pages, you know, that kind of stuff where you get to see the thing. So it'll be a fun night of nostalgic page turning through old catalogs and, you know, old, old information on model trains. Back then I used to memorize the page number of the catalog <laughs> where the train started. <laughs> so, It'll be a great uh, trip down memory lane, I'm sure, for me. I'll probably see stuff and go, oh, I remember that. That was right next to the one I got. Very fun. Yeah, should be a lot of fun. A great topic. Yeah. yeah. So thanks for agreeing to do that, too. I think we'll have a lot of fun. And I appreciate you having me on this evening. And as I mentioned yeah. early on the show, uh, I've got an offer in honor of John's birthday that if you go to shop.whiteriverproductions.com, you can get an extra discount on a year subscription to Model Railroad News. And that code to put in is TSG10. And that's in like a coupon code as you check out. And that'll get an additional discount on Model Railroad News. So I, I appreciate being part of the show tonight, John. A lot of fun. Thank you, sir. And what I'll do for the viewers is I'll go back and watch this and I will type that entire link out into our uh, video description. So it's easy to find and easy to click on. And uh, since we're talking about links, just real quick, I want to mention uh, I already have put in the links of our guest podcasters that we're talking for the past hour and 40 minutes before now. Uh, so if you're interested in checking out any of their podcasts, uh, they're all worth listening to. I've listened to all of them at some point and uh, enjoyed all of them. So yeah. uh, be sure to check them out too. And uh, yeah, uh, one last thing I want to mention before we go. Uh, this Saturday, I have kind of an unusual program coming on. Normally, I'll do the product spotlights on Fridays, but I had a very unusual one uh, that's going to come out on Saturday. So tune in for that at 9 a.m. Saturday morning Pacific time, and you'll see what I mean when it comes on. It's just a very unusual piece. So. Oh, very neat. 
Yeah, I actually you'll probably enjoy that one too, Tony. It's that model I was taught that we were talking about. Oh, wow, yeah. cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, see, but we're going to keep the viewers in support. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks everybody. Uh, thank you so much, Tony. And uh, I appreciate. I guess it. we'll catch everybody next month uh, as soon as I figure out where my uh, ending music is. Here it is. <laughs> I found it. Shall we go now? Thanks a lot, John. Great evening. Thank you. <laughs>